Well, hello and happy Sunday to all of my anchor heads. This is Joji of Champagne Struggles. Finally on time <laughs> for once. Last couple weeks has been kind of crazy, but um, glad to be here. Glad to be alive, considering what everything that's going on in the news with people taking them themselves out and whatnot. Um, I don't know. It's, it was a rough week in the sense that, um, you know, you have money issues. And I think we get caught up, you know, this cyclical life of going to work and going home and spending a little time here, spending a little time there. And then we kind of just press repeat, you know, it's like wash, rinse, repeat. And then it's just over and over again. So when something happens to kind of like throw you off your game, like in my case, huge car repair bill. Nissan, I'm really looking at y'all sideways right about now because really, really suck. But um, granted, things do happen when you have a vehicle, right? But where I, I don't know, I, I caught anxiety behind not just the bill because I'm not saying that I'm completely wiped out, but I had plans for that money. Education plans, investing plans. And now it's like this huge chunk of that savings has to go towards something that is not even my fault. You know, my my thing is, if you're a car manufacturer and you put out a vehicle who has had not one, but two separate recalls on different parts or whatever, you know, be it earbag, engine, whatever the case may be, and you issue this extended warranty thing. But it's like, you know, for someone like me coming in on the tail end of that, purchasing a used car and not knowing any of this, which is a lesson for me, of course, due diligence is always key, but you come into it on the tail end, it's not my fault. Like I said, the car is, what, 10 years old, but it only has like 40,000 miles on it. Yeah, because the previous owner was not driving it anywhere. How does the transmission go bad? Like, I mean, complete transmission rebuild. How does that happen? And I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I've been on the, on the ledge for the past couple of days about it, and I don't want to give it too much more energy. It is what it is. Um, but I also feel there's still this thing out there, you know, even though we got all this Me Too movement going on and Black Girls Rock and all this women empowerment stuff, there are still people I feel, especially in the auto industry, be it on the sales side or the repair side, when they, when a woman walks in, there's just a small piece of me that feels like we're being taken advantage of because we don't know any better or they, you know, that the guys behind the counter feel like, oh, well, we could just tell her anything and because she doesn't know we're just going to beat her in the head and tell her X, Y, and Z. Because the truth of the matter is, how do I feel comfortable knowing that you actually did what you say you're going to do? You can do an itemized bill of God knows what and tell me anything. But like I experienced with my last car. Yeah, the insurance had to pay for a complete engine rebuild or whatever. But um, all that itemization, come to find out, a couple, what, like, Two years down the line, the engine mounts were missing. You know, certain parts for the engine were missing. Like, just all this stuff. So I ended up having to come out of pocket 
even more for that car because everything that the mechanics said that they would do, they didn't do. Like, how do you know until it's too late? You know, are there diagnostics and tests that you can give your car so that you can know for sure what they said that they did has actually been done? You know, like I, I have all of this, like all my anxiety right now is, is surrounding that because you have to literally put your faith and complete trust in somebody who you don't know if it's shady or not. So, yeah, I'm feeling a ways about that, but no worries. I mean, I'm going to take the steps that I need to take and, you know, push come to shove. I'll sell that bad boy and, and go right back to a more reliable brand of car like a Honda or a Toyota. I don't need to have six cylinder anything. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm really good with four cylinders, especially with gas prices about to jump through the roof. But, um, yeah, that's just me. I'm not the flashy kind of girl. I just need to get to point A and point B super safe and we're good. But, um, yeah, I say all that to say that, you know, we, we get caught up in feelings and, and I guess wasting energy and time worrying or being anxious over things that we probably can't change. But I don't know. It, it, it's been hard for me to empathize, I guess, with, with the suicide thing. Cause I mean, okay, hear me out. Don't get me wrong. Mental illness is real. It's real all, all day, every day, you know, Depression is also real. I'm curious to know how the two are tied together because there has to be a point where depression stops being depression and it becomes something totally super more serious. I know that's totally bad grammar, but no. There's being depressed, there's being sad, there's the feeling of loneliness, there's the feelings of you know, oh my God, I can't take it, you know, just on the verge of a nervous breakdown type of stuff. But then when you think about that, those terms, nervous breakdown, like, does it at some point break you? Does a breakdown actually means that you're broken, maybe beyond repair or just past the point where it's going to take you a heck of a lot more to get back to being good? Because I don't understand what could drive a person who seems to have it all, you know. I don't know too much about Anthony Bourdain from what I read about Kate Spade. And it's funny because I listened to her podcast on NPR literally on Monday, the last Monday. And then just to find out that this happened on Thursday. It was kind of a, you know, jarring, but... You figure we don't see what goes on behind closed doors, of course. You know, famous people have their private lives, and at the end of the day, they're human beings too. So help me understand if you have all this money, all this notoriety, and all this other stuff, what what else is going on? Like, what could be so wrong that you just want to end it? And the thing is, you have a young child who won't understand this, but 
that's that's the other part of the problem it's like you can't see outside of what's going on you can't see past whatever pain you're going through to realize that there are people here that will be affected by your decision should you decide to take your life you know and that's that's the sad part of it and when I say I can't empathize it's like Again, I don't know Kate Spade's problem. I'm not trying to diminish what what happened with her and whatever she was going through. But I, I have to, you know, the reflective part of me says, you have women out here, myself included, who have gone through some seriously crazy crap. Single mothers, you know starting early like teenage pregnancy the molestations the date rapes the drug abuse not saying myself I'm just saying in general um just all this stuff you know I had an ex ask me one time like damn you've been through so much how do you still like keep your you know that smile on your face like how do you still have faith in people and I honestly don't know. It's, you know, it's one of those things where you sink or you swim. And I, I guess I wasn't raised to, like, just give up. But could the depression have something to do with how you were raised? I mean, is it is it a, a thing where you're groomed from young to be a winner or to just you know, see adversity as just another step to climb to get to where you need to get to? Or is it a chemical thing? Like, is there a chemical imbalance going on in the body and the brain? You know, what is that? Serotonin and all that other good, oxytocin and all that good stuff? I I mean, I don't know. It's, I'm glad that the light is being shined more on how, you know, things are playing out. You know, they they showed a map on CNN of, and it was crazy because it was like from 2000 to 2014, and it said for white non-Hispanic Americans, that map went from being like light pinkish to being super red, almost burgundy in the space of 10 years. And this had to deal with the suicide rate and how it's grown for non-Hispanic white I want to I don't know if I can't remember if it said males or female but I just think that's kind of crazy and I don't know not to bring race into this but are we more resilient because we're brown and we've had nothing but adversity to deal with or like does affluence kind of not buffer you for when shit hits the fan like I don't know a lot of questions again I'm not trying to be crass. I'm not trying to be like an a-hole or anything. I just have mad questions as always. I don't like taking sides. I just like to look at the whole picture and hopefully spark a conversation, a good one. And not just one conversation, but plenty of conversations because this is not something that goes away overnight. You know, if it could be one of those things where the community helps you heal, that would be totally awesome because who doesn't want to see that, you know, like, you're you're feeling some kind of way and like the people around you not just family but like your neighbors know you know your 
your coworkers know and they support you. Like, how does, I don't know, it, it, to me it would just feel really, really cool to see more of a community, mothering, loving, you know, just getting people back to where they need to be as opposed to what I see now where, you know, I had one of my, my neighbors ask the other day, like, listen, if my upstairs neighbors, yeah, they make a whole lot of noise on top of my head, but if I'm hearing someone screaming at the top of their lungs, like, help me, get away from me, don't touch me, leave me alone, do I go upstairs and knock on their door and make sure they're all right, or do I call the cops? Why is that even a question, you know? So it's things like that that kind of, I don't know, I'd like to see turn around for a more positive, and the positive would be we should be healing each other as a community. Maybe the reason why people are feeling so alone and cut off is because we're too busy being all up in our phones and not connecting with each other. You know, for all this social networking, there's no networking going on outside of your device. So, um, I don't know. That's, that's where my head is at. Plenty of things going on, plenty of things to think about. And yeah, I guess that's my, uh, that's where my brain is at. But on a positive note, to leave these, this lovely episode on a lovely note, I met with this awesome financial advisor today. Her name is Amy Ramirez. Um, second time I'm meeting up with her. And she's like a wealth of knowledge. Um, just like on a drop of a dime, knows exactly what you need and what can get you from point A to point B if you're in a situation like, for example, um, owing back taxes on, on a business. You know, she knows how to implement things to save you money, but also legally, of course, make sure the IRS doesn't get all over your behind for stuff like that. But um, met with her today. We're going to get a nice financial plan going so that my dream of being a real estate investor with multiple rental, rental properties and fixer-uppers will come to fruition and also keep my credit card debt in check, even though my credit card is is not that bad, but my credit score is growing and I love it. So let's keep that going and make better money decisions and get what I call a financial plan and not a budget because budget is like diet. Blech. So yeah, um, shout out to Amy Ramirez. Next time, next episode, I will be sure to get have her information like on hand because I have not a one business card of hers nowhere near me. But um, on that note, watch your finances. Watch your feelings. If you're feeling kind of low, know that it's not the end of the world. Tomorrow's another day. Basically, your reset button to doing things like totally on point or just basically give yourself a do-over. You know, live life like it's a video game. You can press do-over for most things. But um, if you're feeling kind of low and sad or whatever, make sure you have someone to reach out to. And even if you don't, that social media that you're on, you know, I'm sure there's one or two people who are genuine enough that you have witnessed who can... I don't know, help reel you back in and, you know, just reach out. Don't be alone. Don't go at it alone. Just just know that this too shall pass, but it won't pass with anything around your neck or any pills down your throat. So be kind to yourself. Remember, people love you. You may not feel like it all the time in certain situations, but 
You are loved, you're respected, you're wanted, and you're here. And God gave you this life, so by all means, take it and run with it. You know what I mean? Make the best out of any situation. Easier said than done, but it can be done. And if you really, really need to pick me up, forget the pills, forget the, what is it, stupid thing called with an N. There's this drug they used to give you. And, and then all those drugs for freaking depression and whatnot. Forget those. Go get you some St. John's Wort, the drop. That's St. John's Wort, W-O-R-T, like Thomas. Drop that in some tea. You can take that a couple times a day. And that will level out them little hormones that be going all crazy and have you feeling like you about to, you know, slide down the slippery slope, pick you right back on up. So that's just my little uh, tidbit. And on that note, happy Sunday. Have a great week. And I will see you all next Sunday. Toodles.